0: Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men and the Smodcast Network. I'm a legendary podcaster, and you're listening to the Misinformation Podcast. I think it would be best, you got to step in and stand, yeah, but what can I do, deal with you, and you're driving me crazy, you, hostile you, yeah, you can boil my tea, please go my night, now you, hostile you, Get
1: Welcome, Misinformation Podcast, Episode 226. With you, as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Yo, hello. Hey, this is uh, this is our post um, Chicago Walker Stalker Con 2014 podcast. Oh, my brain is full. Yes. Uh, I, I, we're going to, we're going to take this episode. This is going to be like our post-mortem on the, on the con experience at Walker Stalker con Chicago. Um, we'll, we're going to have miss interviews that are going to follow, uh, or at least at least one miss interview, cast to follow with our interviews, celebrity interviews and Congo interviews and stuff like that. And then we're also going to have video content, um, as we actually had uh, David Bird, owner uh, of Dream State Photography, came with us, and he handled all of our video for the weekend. So. I'm
2: really excited to see some of that oh, stuff. Like so I was telling I. people about, it. I was telling Laura about some of the videos that we shot, and just how excited I am to see them come
1: together. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, there's a lot of really, we got a lot of really good footage, and by adding video, like a legitimate video, uh, a legitimate videographer to um, our, our staff or our crew at the convention, it it, it made a huge difference. Well, it made right?
2: it so much more fun
1: and it made it – honestly, it made it so much easier. Well, you know, and I'm going to be honest. Like video has always been something that's kind of scared me because yeah. I'm like I don't know if I think in those terms. I know obviously doing podcasting and working in radio and things like that. Like I, I know how the structure of this works. um, But with video, I'm like I don't know if I can see – you know, because you kind of have to see, yeah. see it ahead of time, you know. And well, was, Dave
2: was good at that. He yeah. had ideas before we were ready to point the camera well, at certain and, things.
1: And like once, once boots hit the ground, like I started envisioning things. And I'm yeah. walking up, tapping Dave on the shoulder. I'm like, "Hey, get this shot!" And then we'd look at it, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, we got some some shots, and I'm not. I don't want to ruin them because you know what shot I'm talking about. Yes, but, I do. Know, yes, um, and I, I don't do. want to ruin it because part of the the fun of that shot is a surprise. So like, I can't wait for people to see some of this really high quality video. I mean, we're we're talking. Uh, uh, motion picture quality video that yeah. we're going to be working with, so I'm really, really excited about it. Um, plus, I think it just it steps up our game one more step professionally to where we're going to hopefully get a little bit more attention um, media wise, which would be nice because we want to keep covering these conventions and the larger conventions haven't allowed it lately. So,
2: yeah, hopefully we can bust that out a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, and, and and getting on board uh, with media coverage on a smaller convention like Walker StalkerCon hopefully will help us stay involved with them. Because I had a really good time, man. Me too. I'll I'll go again. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And one thing that I've kept coming back to is the idea of going to a a convention that is strictly set up for one television show is strange to me.
2: See, I've done it, so it's not as weird to me. But this was definitely a different atmosphere than the ones that I have gone to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it felt more... The the ones that I've gone to that were focused on like supernatural, right, are completely different setup, completely different execution. This looks and feels like like a wizard world, but you know on a smaller scale, right. and it's just so much more like friendly and welcoming. Sure, so it's it's like familiar and unfamiliar at the same time.
1: Well, and, and you know supernatural has a little bit more to draw from because it's were they on their ninth season now. Yeah. I mean that show's been on for a long time. But here's the thing that kind of confused me about Walker StalkerCon: very very little infinite emphasis on the books. Yeah, like well, I, yeah. on the comics which is strange to me because I, I feel like that would open up a whole other area of uh you know vendors and there was only one comic book hut at the entire convention that right. was strange to me um no no uh large scale t-shirt huts um what, superhero tees is that the one that you see at everything
2: superhero stuff yeah, yeah they yeah, usually
1: yeah. well maybe these
2: guys are still you know it's only what their second year of conventions right. still focused on like the big picture stuff and getting right. like the huge draws Wh- which then... which
1: I understand but to, to, it's just it was just a little weird because um you know I felt like we went to nine I'd say 90% of the panels
2: and the ones we didn't go to we could hear right, because right. of their setup
1: um so so that was kind of nice because you never felt like if I go to this panel I'm going to miss something else but in the same token walking around there wasn't a ton of stuff to see, and everything was very like mo- I would say probably 75, 80 percent of the vendors were z- were zombie-oriented. and yeah. you don't have to have that at, even, even though it's a Walking Dead convention, you don't have to have strictly zombie artwork strictly, you know um, because the thing is, you want people to have more things to see. And granted, I understand that being a, a young convention, they're going to take who's willing to come. Oh, sure. You know, and obviously they're going to reach out to the zombie people first and and things like that. So, I mean, it's not a complaint. It's just um, three days of the convention, always felt comfortable, always felt welcome. But it just kind of towards the end of the third day, I'm like, there's not much else to see. Like we've got everything. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I would have now, in retrospect, would have loved to have stuck around because they did a live reaction podcast. To the episode, that yeah, night. that yeah. night in the when we were walking out, remember I, I, I remember I said to you, oh, they must be doing karaoke in here tonight, yeah, because they had all kinds nope, of.
2: Nope, it was for them. Yeah, yeah, it was for
1: them. And which, if I would have known that, that's that's kind of neat. You know, I don't know if it'd be if it would have been worth staying another night in the hotel, mm-hmm. but it would have been kind of a neat thing to see. Yeah, and and watching The Walking Dead with everyone at a Walking Dead convention would have been kind of cool too.
2: Oh, for sure.
1: You know. um and, and it I, was a good episode to watch, too. Oh, f- holy fuck. Like it, Acting? It's it just all of a sudden, over the last two weeks, just ratcheted it up a notch.
2: Laura is really far behind on that show. Uh, this episode, she kind of caught a little bit of... She was doing something else, uh, but she kind of caught it every once in a while. She goes... She goes. It was boring the last time I was caught up. She's like, I need to get caught up. This is entertaining. She's like, This is good. Yeah. Like I care, and she didn't
1: care. And it did before. everything that a, a a television show steeped in horror should do. It made you uncomfortable. Yeah. It made you question what was going to happen. Um. I, I don't know. Are we far enough out now that we can talk about the show? Ideally, will come out tomorrow, so it won't be a full week. Should we Should we not talk about it just yet? Because mm-hmm. people might be a little bit behind. Unless or... you
2: put a spoiler
1: warning in, like the episode summary. Yeah. Or just say spoiler right now because yep. I'll have to be listening to listen.
2: Well, but if they read up like, hey, from the minutes of this to this, spoiler, don't listen to oh, our right. Walking Dead ruination.
1: Right? Yeah. Well,
2: but yeah, let's go for it. Okay.
1: Okay. So, so spoiler, and I'll put the uh, I'll put the flags in the in the yeah. description where you can skip. Um, first of all. Uh, that little girl was at the convention, and she never let on once that her character is fucking toast.
2: Laura, Laura <laughs> said one time, "Yeah, good job, yeah, good job." However, yeah. the whole how old you are at playing that cool. Laura was like, "That girl is kind of creepy." And I go, "It's funny that you say that because every time she walked past us this weekend, Zach, was, creepy little kid, <laughs> every time, every time,
0: <laughs> she like
1: creepy little kid, and um, she just fucking earned it too." Oh, and here's the thing, okay? So her character's name is Lizzie, was Lizzie, yeah, dead, yeah, <laughs> um, but. Um, and then her sister. What was her sister's name? Uh, not Lizzie. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: Is it like uh, Niko? Nico, yeah, so, like Nika. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so here's the deal. They, like those two characters took the place of the twin boys in the book, right? Um, and and I honestly thought once they discovered that Lizzie was fucking completely left to center, that they were going to stretch this out, they were going to drag it out, and they were going to have Carl handle it, right? I really thought they were going to do that. Making the choice to have Carol shoot that kid in the back of the head on network fucking television. Yep. Brass balls that fucking clank. I will say unequivocally it was the most disturbing fucking thing that that television show has done in four seasons. Uh, um, But amazing choice. I mean it had to be done. Oh, yeah. And and I think – I almost think the book um, was safer by letting another kid – kill the kid because then it almost feels like,
2: yeah, it's not quite as controversial. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And so, uh, have you seen that, uh, that meme? On yeah. The yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, have. I was just going to say Tyrese got the fucking perfect opportunity to practice his white people are crazy face in that episode, it, like three or four different oh, times. Yeah. He's just like, what the
0: fuck?
1: but the, you've seen the meme with with Lizzie in it. Yeah. Holding yeah, the yeah. baby. Yeah. And, and underneath it says, uh, need a sitter. And it's got those little, pull- yeah, yep, yep. amazing. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool thing to do. I, if you would have asked me right before that what's the most uncomfortable that you felt through the, this season, I would have said uh, Daryl's hopelessness when Beth gets kidnapped. Yeah. Which we know she's kidnapped because <laughs> somebody let the cat out of the bag
0: at the Walkers Dogger convention. Unless
1: she's also really good at... Uh, Fuck no, which, no. That, that was a straight up it, accident. It was. I mean, uh, at least we think she was kidnapped. Too late, yeah, too late. Like, now
0: that we
2: see that Beth's been kidnapped, or uh, at least we think yeah. she's been kidnapped. It was like her, her, her inability to safely cover that yeah. reminded me of every episode of Smallville when somebody accuses Clark of being super and he's like, um... What do you mean? Like, <laughs> wow! Way to convince me, buddy. You're totally not super.
1: Uh, you know, I, in in in, I, as many times as people mention Negan. Yeah. At the convention. Because people are like, it's so weird how quickly they've forgotten the governor. Because before we saw the governor, it was, oh, I can't wait to see the governor. I can't wait to see the governor. I can't see the, wait to see the governor. They kill the governor. And they're like, I can't wait to see Abraham. I can't wait to see Abraham. I can't wait to see. And then we see Abraham. And now it's like, I can't wait to see Negan. I can't wait. It's like, holy fuck. Remember the first time you read anything about the governor? You're like, this is the most terrifying human being on the yeah. planet. They kill him off. And now it's like they want Negan. They want Negan so bad because he's so much scarier than the governor. I don't really know that he is, uh, other than the fact that he's done some fucking terrible things. Um, And if you're not caught off on the books, I guess I won't ruin that for you because it's the closest I've ever come to crying while reading a comic book in my life. Right. Uh, Don't (laughs) don't
2: ruin that for –
1: but but it, it's it's it, it uh it was so weird at the convention because there it's like it's it's like we're not happy give us more we're not happy give us more yeah. we're not happy give us more we want to see the next character how about they just actually uh, flesh out what's going on now yeah. you know and, and and allow that substance to happen rather than you know I, I just oh it 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 was crazy to be around people like it's one thing to be at a comic book convention right where everybody's just crazy nerds right but but. Laser Focus, and I'm going to say that probably a thousand times, Laser Focus, they were crazy nerds in love with just this one thing.
2: To the point that they didn't know who anybody else was. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I was walking the little row in between Manu Bennett and uh, Stephen Amell, uh-huh. and every time somebody would either look at Stephen or Manu and go, who, is that? who are these guys? Uh, I don't know. Like with Stephen Amell, this right. one girl goes, I don't know, but he, he must be really popular. Um, and he's hot, of course, that well, kind of thing. right, right. And then with Manu Bennett, everybody was like, is that the guy from Lost? Uh, you mean Nestor? That? No, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or, if, or the other, you know, because uh, Henry Kuzik uh, was supposed to be there. Oh, right, right uh, And right, he right. wasn't. But so everybody right. kept going, is that the guy from Lost? That doesn't look anything like him. No. <laughs>
1: um, you know, and, and honestly, that's one thing the convention probably could approve on. On their banner, put what show they're from. Yeah. you know, that, I mean, that that would help out a little bit with that. Um, you know, and and I wouldn't have known who the people from Arrow were. I don't watch. And now, uh, is season one out on DVD?
2: Yeah, it's just, on Netflix. Oh, you don't have Netflix. Uh, well, it's on Netflix. Do, it's on, it,
1: watch it. Just watch it. I, Give
2: I, it a chance. I feel
1: like I Remember should. Remember how slow
2: and kind of eh, season one of Buffy was. Just watch Arrow. It's so good.
1: Oh, is it like that, though? No, I don't
2: think so. But I'm saying even oh. if you feel that way, okay. it's not. And then Fair. the episode I just watched...
1: So good. Um, finished, so good. I finished. I uh, finished season eight of Supernatural. Yeah, and I'm like, it's another one of those uh, slow burn season finales yeah. where you're just like, this is how you're going to leave me.
2: Were you like devastated?
1: Like, well, I want to see what happens now. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like they cliffhanger way too much. That was Laura's finales.
2: second favorite season finale of, of that show. Really? Yeah, she I loved f- season five how it ended, and then she loved this one. I
1: felt like it was it was cool for an end of an episode. Mm-hmm. But as far as season finales go, it left me really empty. How I did felt you, like,
2: how'd you like Sam's acting there in the church that last? Uh... Um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't real impressed with it. Um, I, I think that uh, Padalacky is a little bit better when he's just brooding, mm-hmm. not when he's trying to over like cry emote. and overemote. Yeah. yeah, it's a little too much. Um, and secondly, he should have just done it. Yeah, um, I I wanted to see Crowley. Yeah, uh, I wanted to see him cured. Um, but that's just cause I like him, you know, I like Crowley. Um,
2: he, he and, uh, this doesn't really spoil anything, but he and he and, uh, Dean get some kind of like, like at least one buddy cop episode in the new season that's on right Crowley now. Crowley and Dean? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It's a little, <laughs> little ridiculous.
1: Um, yeah, it's so, uh, I I think I would like to watch Arrow and, and, and here, and here's the thing, this, this is how I think a lot of, a lot of television shows don't understand Sending your people to a convention is a hell of a sales pitch because I wanted nothing to do with that show until I sat down and watched their panel. Knowing nothing about the show, I still know nothing about the show except for that there's an island, there's a guy who shoots arrows, and uh, The Flash gets his own TV show now. <laughs> I mean – and so – but but they were all so likable in their panel. They felt like friends just hanging out, mm-hmm. which I, the other thing is in a lot of shows, season one and season two, you'll see that interaction before between the people. And then when the show breaks huge – it goes away right but i I, I just thought that was kind of cool and they they made me want to watch their show, so imagine if there's you know there are probably ten thousand people at that convention, yeah eh, maybe not that many i i i guess i guess I'd like to hear what their their final tally yeah, was. i I'm terrible at gauging that maybe kind ten thousand over so. the entire weekend yeah I mean it's obviously a lot smaller than a wizard world or whatever but um you know, say you know a quarter of the people decide they want to watch an episode of Arrow because of it that's that's not a bad
2: no, it's not uh, a bad accomplishment yeah, at all, yeah,
1: so um, it was a good time i mean and I still like I said, I don't know that one show conventions are for me because I have to have that constant influx. Of sensory, like, oh, what's this over here? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I want to look through that hut. Oh, I want to walk through this mm-hmm. merchandise area. And I didn't have that there. But
2: do you think that maybe, even it, so, let's say next year it's still largely focused on The Walking Dead, but because the like Chicago area market, if you will, has seen how large that convention is starting to become, they get more vendors and more shops. Uh, Think, that will keep you busier? I think on... if they're
1: able to flesh the convention out a little bit more, yeah, absolutely. I mean I would – I'll go regardless because – and we'll get to it later like of how well we were treated, how well everyone was treated there yeah. um, if, as long as we get to continue to, to to cover as press. I mean I'm a Walking Dead fan, um, but I'm more a fan of the books than I am of the show uh, just because uh, I think the books are done better than the show. Um, there's more character development. There's It's less soap opera and more – this is a book. However, if the show can continue
2: dead. on the trend it's been on, like right. the last
1: two episodes, Absolute, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm enjoying it more now. But um, so, so because <clears throat> I'm more of a, a, I'm not a rabid fan. I'm not like it doesn't envelop. You know, like I wait until you know. Right now, my days off are Thursday, Friday. So, I wait until my days off to watch it with Jenny. You know, there's people that wouldn't be able to fucking do that. Like, well, I have to watch it now. I have to watch it right now. They won't, you know, they'll watch it with the fucking commercials in it because they don't want to watch it late, you know? Um, And that's just not me. Um, I enjoy the shit out of it. I've always loved it. I like a lot of the characters and and the actors. So, um, but for me, it's hard for me to engross myself in just one thing so wizard worlds dragon cons um you know even c2e2 there's so much more to experience there i'm more likely to pay Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um but i love the idea of covering i like these people's stories the the people go to the convention that's why I, i always make sure we interview at least one con goer at each convention because i find that interesting you know, and, and, and they're still my people, yeah, you know, even, yeah, yeah. even though I'm not, you know, like I don't sleep in walking dead jammies, you know, like <laughs> I, I still like, these are still my people. They're, they're nerds like us just, you know, um, again, laser focus. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. I would, I want to go back. I would like to continue covering it. I think it's great that they, that this convention still acknowledges podcasting as a viable form of media that can help publicize their event. Um, you know, and uh, obviously it's a little bit more likely because the convention was started by a podcast and then uh, the Walker Stalker podcast is what started it. And then they kickstarted and then they funded. So boom, boom, boom. Just like that. Crazy. So it's just, it's just amazing. I was kind of going back through um, James and Eric's Twitter feed over the last two months when I was waiting for you to get here today. It's just crazy watching the progression of them announcing guests and, and how excited they are. And I, I n- never got the feeling from either one of them the entire weekend. Like they were just like, oh, I'm just going through the motions. Those guys seem like kids in a candy shop.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, they were clearly enjoying yeah. the fruits of their own labor.
1: Like this place is awesome. This is cool. Well, and it's nuts that you take a podcast who you that you just basically start. Because I can't imagine they started the podcast going, we're going to start a convention. Right. You know, So they start a podcast. And then through the po- podcast that they started in their basement, weird, um, and then <laughs> through that, they're able to share their love of the show with thousands of people. And that's not just listener, but it's like one-on-one, like face-to-face, like,
0: I know, love. And I it's, know. Just,
1: it's crazy that it happens so quickly, you know, because I think they are only 70 some episodes in, and a lot of weeks they do two episodes. So that's like a year. Over the course of one year, they got enough fucking chutzpah together to fucking... To pull this off. Yeah, it's amazing to me. <clears throat> uh, and and I, I know most of this episode is really going to feel like I'm totally hand, giving them a handy. But it just blows my mind. That's why I can't wait to do the interview with them. Because it blows my mind that in such a short amount of time, they were able to put something like this together. Not once, but twice. And now they're going to be going to Boston and Paris. Like, like the Europe Paris? Yes. Yeah, Eiffel Tower, the full-sized one. Dang. Yeah.
2: No, I know. When they said that at the convention, like in their intro panel, they said Paris, and I was kind of like, oh, Texas? Weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was my first thought. And then I'm like, wait. No, they mean like Paris, Paris. They mean like,
1: we, we, we. That's the one they mean. Yeah. That's That's crazy. And it is, just because it it seems to have happened so fast. So I want to find out what the skin. is. Well, because
2: you know what's crazy about that is that like Wizard World and C2E2, they don't even do that. No. It's pretty much like, it's always uh, just the like laser-focused conventions, that do that, that go like right. to Europe and other places to have right. their conventions continue. It's
1: crazy. Which, yeah. And, but just the ability, I mean, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine sitting in this basement after doing a, you know, a podcast about X, you know, cause we're pretty broad. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot, of, but and going, you know what, you know what I think we should do? We should kickstart a view askew con. Yeah, And we should get, we should get Brian Johnson and Ming Chen and, and then uh, and Schmozer and, and that's Smith and Mosher. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, get that, get all those guys together and we'll do a convention and it'll be all about their movies and all about their, all their shit. And then we'll just crowdsource it and we'll put it together. I couldn't fucking imagine. That's why I need to find, I want to find out from them what was, there had to been one, there has to be one piece we're missing. like one that they had yeah you know like hey i know this publicist
2: or i know this guy that works for like wizard world conventions or like for the this convention center they can tell us how you organize an event like this
1: and yeah how do you well and it's and it's weird because you'd expect it to be like in a fucking like a church basement or something the first time you know not the donald f stevens convention center yeah. it's just it's so bizarre to me that the first time they come to this city
2: it's in the same place that yeah they're...
1: yeah i mean it's just you'd expect it to be just in a smaller place like it just and in and, and the hotel that they use everything it just blows my fucking mind man <laughs> like i'm i'm so like it's just we've been doing this show in one incarnation or another since 2007 and the, the the closest we've ever come to something like this was a mix in, misinformation mixer where four people came.
2: It was more than four. <laughs>
1: it was four people from – actually, it was only two people from out of town.
2: Yeah. It was – uh, out of state. Yeah,
1: Justin and Amy from Crystal kill, Lake. Sh- sh- kill, 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 kill. Mom, mom, mom,
2: mom, mom. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it that way. <laughs> I don't way. either. I don't either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's uh... – like I really don't even know what to say about it until we talk to them. Like yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Like I don't want to uh, how to even wrap my brain around well, what they I, did,
1: and I don't want to just. I don't want to guess.
2: You know, I yeah, want. Exactly. I want to know. No speculation. And, and maybe tell me they, what's
1: up. Yeah, maybe they won't tell us. Maybe they're like, "That's our little secret." Yeah, like,
2: yeah, know? we don't want everybody doing what we
1: just did. We're like, well, technically, my uh, my wife's sister's married to Norma Reedus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? like, okay. Oh, well, there's that. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm just. I'm very. I'm very curious. We were actually supposed to interview them at the convention, and
2: um, it got, I think, crazy. busier than yeah. they thought it would. Yeah, it got
1: real crazy. Well, and I think they they may have even forgotten about the the stuff they had going on later Sunday night. Right. So we ended up bailing about three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. probably about right. Yeah. So, um, which I'm usually ready to go by noon. <laughs> like I just it gets to the point where I just want to go home. You know, I'm just I'm sick of walking around. I'm sick Sundays at every convention, man. There's something about it. There's
2: a wall that you hit. Yeah,
1: and just people are stupid. Like every every Sunday of every convention I've ever been to. All of
2: a sudden everyone's inconsiderate and yep. unaware of their surroundings. Yep,
1: and just like I'm the only person here. And I almost – I wonder if part of it is it's the cheapest day of the convention. So a lot of people come that aren't willing to pay the money to come on the more expensive days, so they don't appreciate conventions as much.
2: Well, and then the rest of us, just like you and me, everyone else that is there that's been there all weekend are just like us. They're tired, and they're kind of like, eh. Right. So (laughs) you get all those people together, and everyone's like, yeah, get out of my way. I'm not getting out of your way.
1: Well, and normally it's the staff, too. Like, they want to stab everybody in the neck. But I will say at this convention, the staff was amazing. Yeah, they were very friendly. Oh, volunteer staff, awesome. Um, And even the Heroes for Hire bodyguards were like – Pretty fucking decent.
2: Well, yeah, like the one guy was trying to give us information on how to go about doing certain things. Yeah. Uh, other conventions, I'd be like, uh, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Well,
1: how, what am I supposed to do? Not my problem. Right, right, exactly. And uh, that was uh, the chick from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Gwen, Gwen- Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I went up to ask them, you know, she wasn't busy at that moment, you right. know, if I could ask a couple questions. And they're like, oh, unfortunately, you needed to set it up with her publicist beforehand. And then the guy came over.
0: Her, like, her um, like her bodyguard guy, guy, yeah, guy yeah.
2: came over and he's like, he's like, Hey guys. Yeah. Sorry about all that. It's just, uh, they're, they're being really particular about the way that they handle all the interviews. But however, and then he gave us a couple of pointers on right. how he thought we might've been able to set something up still. And I was like, well, yeah, what a nice guy.
1: So there are two surprises there. One that Gwendolyn Christie needs a bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> and, and two that, uh, he was so like, like friendly. Yeah. Um, cause the dude that was handling Stephen Amell He's kind of had this air about him. Yeah. You know, um, I, I still think it would be awesome to interview one of those guys. But like I pointed out to Dave, they're not going to tell you anything.
2: No. Well, and I think they might get real uncomfortable if you started asking them questions about what they do. Because they'd be like, uh, it's like you asking the Secret
1: Service their route to guard the president. Right, like, right. Uh, I'm not going right. to tell you where he's going right. to be. It. Um, speaking of Heroes for Hire, so I, I'm pretty sure um, uh, Lori Holden
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: books through them. Not impressed with her at all at the convention.
2: Yeah. She um, seemed – uh, well, like on, during her panel, I think she was uncomfortable. Maybe yeah. felt like she couldn't handle it on her own and I think maybe that's why they had Greg Nicotero jump in with her.
1: I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the announcement before the panel, no photographs or video were allowed. Yeah. That's strange to me. I know. Like you're, that, it's not like if you take a picture of somebody talking at a panel, you're less likely to buy their photo. Op.
2: And I know it's a bit early to say this, but it's funny now that you mention that. You know, the Walker Stalker crew has started posting their photos and everything from the convention. Yeah. I've not seen one of her yet. Really? Even from their own staff, I guess, now that you mention that. Yeah,
1: that's and that's just strange. I don't understand. She's a character who's been dead for almost a full season now. Right. What?
2: Why such a yeah. guarded yeah, air I about?
1: I don't understand
2: interaction with her. Yeah, I
1: don't understand, and especially the way they described their interaction with her in um, they That she was very friendly and chit chatty, and
2: well, and she's the one that they said did get uncomfortable once the crowd started to get a little oh, and large. Took, Remember, took steps and, back. and she started yeah. to back away. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just maybe she's just a nervous person.
1: Maybe, uh, which is fine. Yeah, but you're famous. And you make money by having your see, like I explained to the, to the zombie that one day when I said, "Hey, can we take some video?" or no, it wasn't the zombie. it was uh, it was it was a, was it Rick Grimes? no. Who, remember when he was like, I don't, yeah, it was a Rick Grimes and, and we wanted to do some video of him pulling his gun out and pointing it at the camera.
2: Yeah. Everyone was taking pictures of him and we're like, Hey, can we, we're going to take some video. Can we get you to pull your gun and kind of,
1: yeah. And he's like, I don't, I don't normally do video. And he's like,
2: I don't understand what you guys want me to do.
1: I was like, just think of it as uh, several small pictures. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. It's weird how he just needed somebody to say it in a different way for him
1: to go. "Ah, I gotcha. So ultimately she makes money from having her picture taken. Just lots of them. Yeah, you know, and then they're put together in a flip book, and it makes a movie. Yeah. You know, so it's strange to me that it would just—I—I I, I would think that if I were in that situation, and she came to me like, "I want no photos taken at my at my panel," I'd be like, uh, "You're nuts." Yeah, like that's kind of the, impossible that, to stop yeah, that first and, of all, and, and that's why these people are here. Like, you know, I—I I mean, I can see not wanting them at, at her table. Oh, absolutely, um, because it's when she's sharing moments with people and stuff like that, and. And maybe you could make the argument that people would be less likely to buy uh, a photo op if, you if know. they can just roll up on your right. table and, um, but, uh, kind of shitty. I mean, honestly, it, it, and it soured me a little bit well, towards her. Another
2: <laughs> thing I don't understand, and this isn't bagging on Walker Stalker. This is all conventions do this. Um, so you'll get the celebrities that have photo ops available. Yep. And then they'll also do a thing where like at their table, if you just want like a photo with your own camera you can do that for like 10 bucks instead of paying the 50 to go get the professional photo op done. And some people won't let you buy just that $10 photo op. You have to also buy their autograph in line. So it's like 40 bucks for their autograph. And then an extra 10, if you want to do the photo. Right. Um, so I went up to one of those lines and was like, Hey, can I, can I just do the 10 bucks for the photo right here? And they're like, Nope. Really? Why not? (laughs) Right. Like just, you know, I'm not trying to argue with you, but how does that make sense? like,
1: Well, Well, and especially looking at the quality of the photo ops, they were amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm
2: willing to take the hit and get like a grainy, possibly grainy cell phone picture, that should be my my choice to make. And you're still getting money out of it. He's, you know, I'm holding up his line, but. I'm paying. You're actually you're
1: actually holding up his line less. Yeah, because if he has to sign too, that's more time that comes. And try out. to yeah. chat with him while he's
2: autographing and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So but, I yeah I don't understand that either. I mean,
2: but like I said, they're not the only ones that have done that, and I know right. they don't make those decisions. No, no. Um, but another and another thing that gets disappointing is like they always say no photo, no candid photos. So like you can't get the star to stop and pose with you, right? Because that's the, that's basically like cheating them out of a photo op, right? But there's always a few. That at the beginning of whichever day is their first day there, people get away with doing it until someone comes along and says no. They need to get good at cutting that off immediately before it happens because it's very disappointing if you're – let's say you're in line. And confusing. You're in line. You're the sixth person in. The first five people get away with it. And then you're the next guy up, and they say no. And I'm like, what about the five people that just went in front of me that all got exactly the thing you're telling me now that I can't have? You mean like the people in line behind you at Stephen Amell? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I was speaking on their behalf. Very disappointing for them that I got a photo with him at his table, and they didn't. But see, there at least, I, you know, I was there to get something. I didn't just roll into his line. Right. And, right. Um. But... <laughs> You know, I just I don't understand some of those little things.
1: No, and and, and I I mean, I can see both sides of it. I understand that See, I think what what would be the best way to do that is okay, mm-hmm. autograph for 35. Um if you get autograph and the picture, the picture's only an additional 10. If you want just the picture, it's 20. Yeah. You know, like Cudlets, I paid 20. Yeah, like, roll-up. This, ch- this guy is fucking pretty awesome guy.
2: There was a there was like a a, a short little marathon of buffy on like last night or the night before, mm. the episode he was in was on. And I was like, hey, that guy, all
1: right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm still, I, I, I need to just have a recorder going at all times. Yeah. Because I, I'm still racking my brain as to whether I misspoke and said Saving Private Ryan rather than Band of Brothers. Oh.
2: Cause Either it, way, he was nice not to...
1: Yeah, I almost re- would have rather he corrected me, though, because I'm like – I am I would have been like, I'm sorry, dude. I just – I wasn't expecting to come up and talk to you, and I'm a little rattled because I think you're awesome. Right. You know Exactly. I mean, uh, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said Band of Brothers mm-hmm. because I pointed at the picture, and I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting to be quite as rattled by talking to him, but he was just so mellow, and that wasn't what I was expecting. You
2: know what else? <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't say this right now. What? I say, you know what else <laughs> I could do without – uh, I think make all the panels an hour long or at least some of the bigger ones instead of 45 minutes and yeah. cut out some of the intermission stuff that they do
1: yeah um and the the intermission stuff they had going on they they had some really great ideas mm-hmm. um, and especially like the intro stuff, yeah, where they would play like a clip scene um, of each character. The problem being they 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 do all that build of in here they come and then they'd bring out the host of the panel.
2: Instead, it kind of loses that intensity. Yeah,
1: so so really what they should do is bring out the host of the panel while that's going on, have them sit down, and then when it's like, and now welcome Lauren Cohen you know yeah
2: while the crowds at the
1: fever pitch yeah. like that they're wow you because you could feel it you could feel it start to happen you're like oh man people are getting excited yeah. oh man people are getting and then it would say now please welcome lauren cohen and stephen yoon for example and then instead
2: the host of the, the panel host would, would come, come out, out and
1: they'd be like hey we're so and so and so and so and you're like but it just said to welcome yeah them. yeah it, i was i was given instruction by that giant screen to welcome them and now i have to wait and welcome you who we just saw 45 minutes ago yeah I mean, it's just it, it's just a staging thing. It's like, sure. and I'm sure that's a, a bug they're, they're looking to work out. But I did feel like I, I felt it build. Even for me, I knew exactly what was coming. And then I just kind of go. For, <laughs> yeah. <you know>? right. <laughs> I
2: got to say, very disappointing for me to be at the mic to ask oh, the yeah. guys a question a at the mic when they cut it off. And I, you know, no offense to the three little girls that were there. Cause, yeah, cause they're a little girl, like but they years all ago. three were together. The first two asked the same question. And then the dad motioned for the other girl. He's like, get back here. You're not going to ask the same question. Your sisters just did. And then also <laughs> the dude that asked them the question about the fucking power Rangers to the point that they were all like, I don't, care to answer this question because it's silly
1: and what I don't understand because he asked his question was would you would you be on the show would you be on the power Rangers?" but
2: he didn't just say it that way he had to make this whole concoct this whole story about the company that produces the power rangers buying their company that produces arrow or something and then asking like none of that part of your question needed to be in there
1: well that and his microphone wasn't working so he kept talking about it not working
2: yeah he wasted a lot of time
1: And, and, and here's the thing if I were one of the people on the arrow panel my response to him would have been is that show still on yeah because i don't think it is right is power rangers which, still on which means it doesn't matter no and and again bandai i believe was the company yeah. made power rangers that was all that show was was a marketing gimmick for their toys oh, of course like a hundred percent like there was no fucking story behind that. i will
2: say this every time somebody asked a stupid question during that panel a puppy died one of the guys yeah. usually either steven or manu found a way to make it interesting like a uh, man who didn't answer the question, really, but he just talked about how, like, can you imagine Slade Wilson hanging out in a jungle when some <laughs> fucking ridiculous guy jumps out like this? I'd cut his throat. And then he just went and sat well, down. And then
1: he jumped up. Yeah. And did, did, did like, like hi pose. And so and the guy was pissed because he didn't get his question answered. Exactly. Answer. Yeah, and but,
2: and he he had a second question that he never – yeah. he goes, I got two questions, and he never even got to ask the second I one. I think
1: any time a person says, I've got two questions, the moderator should immediately say, then pick your favorite one cuz almost cuz
2: almost everybody did yeah. that. And my question uh like was one of those que- I was sitting in the row right next to the microphone. Right. I could have been the first person to ask a question if I wanted to. I just didn't know if I should cuz it would have potentially been spoilerific for what's coming this season. Right. But when David Ramsey hit on three of like the four things that my question would have highlighted, I jumped you saw me. I yeah. jumped up out of my chair and was like, "I'm getting in line. They just right. validated my question." Right. And I didn't even get to fucking
1: ask it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, but you see that at every convention. Like, I know. Like, you always get the people, <laughs> But
0: then,
2: most like, of the time, I've never cared enough like, about a, a panel to get up and ask the question, and this time I finally did, not I'm like, God damn it. Uh, the kid whose birthday it was, I thought he was going to
1: fucking faint. Yeah. Like, he was shaking. I saw that. Dancing, I like, saw that. I'm like, oh, shit. That was shit. cool of them to oh, do. Yeah, but, yeah, it was really cool. They sang happy birthday, which... I, and Steven,
2: as they're singing the line, he jumps in. Like, he's like, what's your, what's your name? name? What's your name? Carl. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was pretty that was pretty cool. And it was it was even better when like twenty minutes later that chick was like It's my uh, birthday he, too. He stole my thunder, it's my birthday too. And they're like, We're not singing to you.
2: Yeah, see like, like no, we, we only we only sing it once.
1: was <laughs> 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 you can just see all the wind go out of her balloon. That like, guy's mmm. funny. What made you want to work on Arrow? I was unemployed. Right. Was his <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah, you get the feeling from him that he has no idea. Like he he doesn't read comic books. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's involved in. He might read hi- yeah that I mean, like, now just to like, get some to get some backstory. Yeah. But honestly, he doesn't. He can't tell you. Yeah, he can't tell you everything. Like he can't tell you how these characters are interrelated. He can tell you in in that universe, like of his show. Um, it, it would be like ba- basically I'd probably asking Tom Welling to describe the Justice League and how they all met, and he'd be like, I don't fucking know.
2: It. In that I mean, one episode super we shot, boy, yeah,
1: boy and super. I, I don't know. It's it's we- it's weird to me, like. That a guy makes his living on a show and maybe doesn't like, – Doesn't know all the yeah, ins and outs. Yeah, or doesn't yeah. really understand like that there's a bigger universe out there. Yeah. Like he only knows it in from his point of view. I don't know. I, I He was a likable guy though, so I don't care. Super likable.
2: Yeah. And bonus points for wearing a Terminator 2 t-shirt first day. Right, that he probably
1: paid sixty bucks for. Yeah, so it's vintage. <laughs> yeah, but he probably hadn't owned it since. Yeah, yeah. He no. probably just bought it like last no, week. He might not have even been alive when that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so it, it was it was kind of nice that they did bring in some other shows to kind of break it up a little bit, kind of mm. like cleanse your palate kind of deal. But um, I couldn't go to the the uh, Game of Thrones panel because I didn't want anything to be ruined because I'm a season behind um i plan to watch thor the dark world tonight so not do that it. has anything to do with anything but i decided to throw that out
2: Dude, they got the first 11 minutes of captain america online they did do they still i don't know but i watched it <laughs> like how does that happen i watched it
1: did it? yeah and it's like from credits to first business or it's what?
2: like well it doesn't show the credits i think it like cuts those out but it shows what's clearly probably the opening sequence and then really? what's just after the credits
1: really yeah I wonder why
2: they do that. So far, like the first little opening scene, yeah. pretty funny. Really?
1: Yeah. I just It's crazy that that seems to be a new thing. Yeah. But I guess, again, they're trying to get people to see movies in the theater, which people aren't doing anymore. So. I know. I'm uh, not, I haven't uh, been. No, nah, I won't. I'll just buy it.
2: I think Iron Man 3 was the last thing I went and saw.
1: I didn't even see that in the theater. Huh? I, I can't remember the last movie I saw in the theater. Avengers?
2: Probably. I think yeah. it was.
1: I think it was, and I saw that super late super duper late like six months late because it was still in the theaters you know because it was, highest you know, gross everything time. yeah right yeah so i i had a great time at the convention i'm just gonna keep saying that because i don't want and here's the thing is I, what i hope people realize is being critical of something does not mean you didn't enjoy it or think that it was worthwhile but you can't just strictly suck stuff off otherwise you're not being honest you know, So th- there's always room for improvement, and and I like to see things improve because I want to enjoy them to their fullest.
2: Well, and anybody who listens to us knows that if there's a fault, we'll find it and beat it to death. So, <laughs> I mean, if we're still saying this many positive things overall, right. uh, that means we really, really had a good time.
1: Yeah, and we did, and it was – you know.
2: And I'm really, really impressed with what those guys were able to pull off.
1: Yeah, and just the way everything was handled. I mean, like you said, I, we didn't get a negative – we didn't have a negative experience from anything that was convention organized. Just occasionally some of the – the talent was a little wonky. Yeah. Or, and you can't or, yeah. control that. No, no, you really can't. It is just weird to me. The people who make their living by being in the public eye get uncomfortable being in the public eye. Like get, maybe you should get a different job then. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Cause it's silly.
2: Well, like you said, I've, it might've been you that said it though, when I was talking about how it's a little disappointing sometimes when you see them on, when they're in their panel and then you go over to their table and they're like, they barely want to talk to you. Right. Maybe they're just uncomfortable when it's a one-on-one interaction and they right. feel like they don't know how to exit the conversation, but when they're on stage with a microphone, they control right. everything.
1: Right. They can just stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. Plus there's a moderator there. To but kind when it's of... a
2: one-on-one and you're like, you know, a foot away from them, they're like, ah,
1: hi. Right. Yep. Right. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, um, If there was one panel I wish I would have gotten to moderate, it would have been the comic book men panel. Yeah. Because um, I kind of got the feeling that the, the, guy, the, the moderators weren't really didn't um, know as yeah. much about them maybe as they yeah. did everything um, else that they handled i think the first question was how much is scripted and how much is real yeah. and, I, and i was like i remember sitting down for that panel going please don't let them ask that question please don't and hey was and the here first it comes yeah and so i was like ah you know they've only been asked that question a hundred times you know so it's like first of all accept it like reality television is not reality Okay, and if you've ever watched comic book men, you feel the production in it. Like it's it's obvious. It's the 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 asides because you watch, don't you? Yeah. It's the asides, the little jokes that Brian just shoots in out of nowhere, and you, you, that you can tell are a lot more. Um, uh, uh, imp- not improv, but a lot more um, just off the cuff, organic. Yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 it's that stuff that that I laugh at. I I could give two shits if they ever brought in another, another thing to be sold at the store because I don't find that interesting at all. But it's the other stuff, the interaction, the interplay, the little contests that they do and shit that I think is fun. Um, so I would have liked to. I, I, I think you have to be careful when you bring in like niche type shows like that to a convention because you want to have the moderator. Be someone who's familiar with the show and with the world the show exists in. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of moderators, it would be a huge win for that convention to bring in Hardwick.
2: That's what I said the first minute we got there. I was like, you know what they need to do? Not only bring him in to moderate some of this stuff, but maybe even just have him do his own panel and they could even treat
1: it like a little mini Talking Dead. Or do a Talking Dead Sunday night. Like they did there. yeah. That would get people to stay they yeah. would, people would buy another night at the hotel yeah. people would or buy you know you
2: wouldn't have to worry about your photo ops running long Sunday night if you knew people were going to stick around that's like a misdirection yeah. like our photo ops are going to take forever what do we do let's throw an event that no one will give a shit that they had to stick around for because
1: right. it'll be interesting and right. entertaining and they won't care yeah if you can go to and they show the episode then they have a talking dead right after it a live talking dead I, uh, it'd be amazing
2: yeah that would have been really hard to not stick around for yeah. it, as much as we wanted yeah. to get home that would have been like and, and,
1: and if you can get him for the whole weekend have him have a comedy show friday night because the friday attendance was really low so if you throw hardwick having a comedy show on friday night that maybe you have to spend 10 bucks to get into people will come oh yeah you i know? think
2: the uh the, the first year i went to c2e2 they had a comedy death ray show it had like scott ackerman and Pat oswalt and one other person mm-hmm. and the tickets were 20 bucks yeah they had a full room
1: yeah yeah so i mean you, you can't go wrong by Charging a little bit. To add a new event, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. to add something that'll get get asses in the seats the first day. Well if there's
2: one other thing that's synonymous with The Walking Dead right now, it's him and that show.
1: So Right, and I heard several people say at the convention, man, why is Hardwick not here? Why is Hardwick not here? And even Nicotero was like, yeah, I know, right? Because somebody said it directly, you need to bring Chris Hardwick next time. He's like, I know, right? That that would make sense. That would make sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a good grab for them um, if they could get him on board. I don't know how much they work hand-in-hand with AMC. I don't know how all that works, Mm -hmm. but um, you'd think it would be plausible, you know? Um, And they'd have to plan it quite a ways out so that they're not selling Talking Dead yeah, you know right, uh, right. you know tickets or I, I don't know is it do you have to pay to see it you know, I, I right? don't know I that I don't know if it's like one of those a lot free, of stuff's free Yeah. free. yeah so I, I just think it would be really neat to do it there plus you're doing it um, amongst Walking Dead fans so when they do the deal where they bring up somebody to ask a question from the audience when they you know they'd obviously have to do it in a room of some kind they wouldn't be able to do it out in the open yeah, like they, they could did. just
2: take it to one of the ballrooms yeah
1: yeah which, again, the, the, the panel thing worked for me, um, uh, having it right out in the middle of the convention floor. Uh, the only thing that didn't work was the audio was rough. Um, there are a lot of times when either the mics were too hot or the, the, the sound quality was too soft. Um, you know, it's like they couldn't find a good, solid balance. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were plenty of times when it worked, but the, it, was, it was a little tough. Um, and I found it uncomfortable sometimes, the audio. Um, so... Again, that's just one of those bugs you got to work out, you know, get your levels where you want them and fucking leave them there. You know, make sure you got everything turned on, leave them. Just shut off the mics, turn on the mics. Well, yeah, because the acoustics of the room shouldn't change. No, no, they really shouldn't. And the acoustic, in their defense, the acoustics of the room were fucking terrible. Like in a big room at like twenty foot ceilings, um, it's basically a giant garage. Uh, just having those uh, curtains on the sides is not going to help you at all. No. So, I mean that that was a battle that they were fighting against something that they couldn't control. But and I imagine that you know to, in order to get access to the ballrooms, it's probably more expensive. So, oh, I'm sure. You know, but it's just there were times when the audio was fine. So it's just find those settings, put a little piece of tape on each dial where it needs to be, and then you'll be fine. So I I I, I think that that is fixable. That's not a huge deal, but it just, it made me uncomfortable sometimes, you yeah. know, um, and there are a lot of times you couldn't hear what was going on, so, um, but no bad seat in the house. It wasn't like you were sat behind a pole or, Yeah, and that you know,
2: that was the neat thing is that even the people that couldn't get a seat in the little, you know, stanchioned off area could stand right behind it and just right. watch. And that, see, if that were another convention, you standing behind it blocking the walkway, even though right. there's, there's a fucking football field length between you right. and any obstruction They'd be shooing you out of there. Well,
1: and I've been to conventions before where I'm standing in the back to take photos, and there are literally 20 empty rows in front of me. And they won't let you Everyone must be seated. Everyone must be seated. Fuck you. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? And again, at the panels, they had no problem with people getting up along the sides and at, taking at photos. Point,
2: at one point, Dave, Dave was on the one side shooting, and he felt like he could get better shots from the other side. So he asked the lady, hey, is there any way I can go around the other side and pop my camera through the curtain and shoot from the other side? And she goes, she looked at him and then looked at his badge and saw it said media. And she goes, yeah, come with me right this way. Yeah. see, And, and that's, she took him right
1: over. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and so just so accommodating and friendly and everything was great. I mean, it really was. I remember Alex... Yeah, Alex, the volunteer. Yeah. I, no one will ever hear this that matters, probably. But, but Alex was a volunteer. That uh, was the, the second day or the first day. Second day. Second day. We were standing, just kind of trying to plan our next move, and and we were right in the middle of. There, I mean, we weren't holding up traffic or anything. but We were right in the middle of like the the Walk of Fame, and Alex came walking up to us, and we thought for sure it was going to be one of those. Hey, you guys got to move or, move along, cause we we're at Lou Temple's, like Lou Temple's area. And he says uh, he comes up and he's like, "Hey guys," and I'm like, ah, "Here we go." And he's like, uh, "You having fun?" And I'm like, "Yeah, actually, we are." He's like, "Good, good." You know, you can go up and just talk to Lou if you want. You don't have to buy anything from him. He loves to chat with people. And then we ended up talking to Alex for like probably five, ten minutes, five yeah. ten minutes, just you know, talking to him about how the convention uh, differs from other conventions we've been to and how much f- more friendly, you know. And and we came out and told him we thought you were getting ready to chase us way. He's like, "Why would I do that?" Yeah. Like they're here to see you, you know. You should you go chat with him. He's he would love to talk to you. And so I ended up going up and talking to him, um, which was it was amazing. Um, what a friendly friendly guy! And and in I would say Lou Temple, Irony Singleton, and um, Manu Bennett. Manu Bennett were probably the three people who were super duper excited to be. They there. looked like they were having fun yeah. the and entire because, time because they were. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, could yeah. tell. Yeah. Um, you know, Lou, after I went up and talked to him, I probably talked to him for about five minutes, yeah. you know, and didn't buy anything from him. Just wanted to tell him that I really loved him on the show and it sucked that he caught a bullet to the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, we had a nice little conversation about what it's like to die. Um, yeah. and, and he said one of the, one of the simplest things he, he, he said, well, you know, it it's tough because none of us have any experience with it. Like it's never happened to any of us. And so I made a crack about how you can't, uh. Yeah, I suppose he can't approach it method. He, <laughs> he kind of smiled, and then we got to talking about what he did to to um, prepare for it. And he said he compared it. He, he looks back to two death scenes that are memorable for him. One was Robert Duvall in Colors, and um, basically Robert Duvall. Uh, I just need to just need to rest. Just need to rest. I'll be fine. And then he dies. Um, and then um, I think it's Adam Goldberg in Saving Private Ryan, where the knife. Yeah, slowly... yeah, where the the, the Nazi slowly inserts a knife into his chest and he's just no wait 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 no 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 wait 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 wait
0: wait
1: wait and he's dead um you know and and he said it because death has to be you have to approach it how did he say it something along lines of you have to approach it you have to respect what's happening you know um and so i thought that was really really fucking neat and and i the thing I will say for Lou is every time he passed us, the rest of the convention, he would wave or say hello. Every yeah. time. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing. Uh, so much so when we were uh, lobby drinking, uh, him and Irony Singleton walked by, and Irony's like, I know you know. That you're doing it right. You got pizzas, you got beers, you got beers, and you got pizzas. You're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I was, and then Lou goes, "Oh, and that's good pizza, man. I had some of that earlier today. and I was like we got plenty. Come on yeah. back, you know.' Um, but yeah, it was it was just really neat that they, you know, because th- we had a lot of people pass us in the lobby. They're the only ones who said anything. Yeah, um, you know, and so
2: it, it was just it was a
1: good time. Way too much food though. That was dumb. I don't know what you're talking about. That was dumb. First night, man. oh fuck. First night we went to Hooters. I got 20 wings. And dill pickle chips and fries and that beer that tasted like candles. Oh, that beer was (laughs) fucking terrible. What was it called? I don't know. Disappointment? Yeah, sadness. Um, The the waitress recommended it because I wanted wanted a beer in a bottle because draft beer makes me sick.
2: When she came back by and was like, how would you like the beer? You would have said, it just cost you your tip. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I, what I said to her, I was totally honest. I go, I fucking hate it. She's she, nice about yeah, it. Yeah, she was super nice. She was gonna get me another beer. She probably would have charged me for it, but she was gonna get me another one. And I go, I go, no, no, no. I didn't have to listen to you. Um, I'll, I'm a trooper. I'll power through it, um, but I won't have another one. And then she came back, and I ended up ended up having to get a Blue Moon on Draft because strangely, Hooters not a great beer selection.
2: Yeah, that's like, weird. A you, lot you... of
1: like really boring domestics and nothing great in a bottle. That's not, you know, I I would like a microbrew or a craft beer or something in a bottle. And the, the only thing, I could get Blue Moon on draft. And so that's the second one I had, which I didn't need. Um, but those wings.
2: Burr. I don't know what you're
1: talking about. I felt Burr. just fine. <laughs> um, and then the second night, we, were
0: <laughs> we ordered
1: <laughs> three large Giordanas, Chicago-style.
2: Stuffed pizzas. Those things probably weigh what five pounds a piece? Easily, yeah. easily. And parmesan fries. Yeah, two <laughs> orders of fries. Because we're like, we're we're trying to think. We're like, what did we do last time? There was four of us. How many pizzas do we order? And we we ordered two, and we were like, but that was that was barely enough food. Uh, so we're like, we better get three. So we ordered three, and I. <laughs> I had to force myself, to eat the last, like a half hour yeah, later, yeah. to eat the last slice of the second one, just so we didn't carry a full box and a box with one slice up to the right. right, right. Oh, that was a battle, too. Oh, man. You I all could, looked at me like I was insane when I took it out of the box and ate that first bite. I
1: couldn't watch you do it. Yeah. Like, it was making me physically ill to watch you eat yeah. that pizza. Like, I just, I was so full, and it is, and we were drinking beer, and by the time we got up to the room, I was like, I think I'm going <laughs> to die. <laughs>
0: I think I'm going to
1: die. And I woke up the night before, after that, the Hooters Wings, it felt like someone was trying to wring out my stomach <laughs> for just like 10 minutes, and then I was fine. But holy Jesus, yeah, just too much food. I and, and here's the thing. I forget that I eat a lot healthier now than I used to. So when I go on these like weekend excursions, I think that I can still eat the way I used to eat. And I could almost kill one of those fucking deep dishes by myself. And I, I, mean, I can't do that anymore. So I had to force three-quarters of one down. Like force it down, and that was stupid. Shoehorn. You know, I was shoehorned. Did
2: you gone. Did you finish the leftovers oh, it's gone. you brought home? Oh, yeah, yeah
1: mine was gone, gone the next too. Day. Yeah, I was like, I'm already, I've already fucked up my entire eating program. I might as well just eat it the next day. So yeah. I, I uh, actually <laughs> that night I had two pieces. <laughs>
2: I had a piece right when I got home. Yeah. I took a piece to work the next day, and yeah. then I ate the other two when I got home from
1: work. I I ate, I ate two pieces that night, and then um, the next the next uh, day when I came home for lunch, I ate the last piece. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. I think there's still one in the freezer though. Laura
2: I, just ate the last piece of hers today really? that I brought her. Because I
1: brought two home, one for uh, those kid and then one for for Jenny. Because I couldn't find anything at the convention. Like I always try to bring the kids home stuff. And the youngest one loves The Walking Dead, so that wasn't hard. I just grabbed him uh, one of those limited or uh, the uh, exclusive exclusive uh, vinyl Daryl vinyl Durl, yeah vinyl Durl uh <laughs> characters and uh brought that back for him and i'm like i can't find anything for little kid. i thought maybe a t-shirt or something but if it's gaudy and stupid looking you know because he's an athlete he's one of the popular kids in school like if it's gaudy or stupid it. he's not gonna wear it and i'm like oh shit he'll eat i'll bring him a pizza he ate that fucking thing um I th- the next day in one sitting uh he didn't eat the whole thing because jenny ended up having at least one slice of it but yeah Oof. yeah yeah but they're smaller too. The frozen ones are like a medium. Yeah, they're are like two and a half and a half pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but, you know, it, it, I love me some Giordanos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was a rumor that Hy-Vee on University the College Square, Hy-Vee, not the one on right. the one further yeah. out, um, carried their pizzas frozen. No. And so a guy that I work with checked on it. and He's like, nope, it's Gino's East.
2: Uh, but he bought one, he
1: bought one anyway, because he's from Chicago. So sure. he's like, I want to try it and see how good they are and if they're legit. But I haven't heard anything back yet. Hmm, that
2: would be too great. Yeah. But it would kind of take away the it special. Would. It would. take away the, the magic. Special, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. There's something about it, especially when they bring it like and it's fresh. It's so good. Ah, oh, so good. And we we drank Miller Lite while we were there, because it's yeah, just like Nothing cheap. heavy, nothing no, heavy. Yeah.
2: Um, I
1: don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I found myself uh, slipping into the con funk. Like the day or two after the convention, you know, yeah. just the whole back to reality woes. Yeah,
1: like going back to work yeah. and in real life and how miserable it is and how, I'm going to kill myself. You know, it's, it's such a it's such a departure from what either one of us does in our, our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So you go and you surround yourself with people who actually like the same things that you like, that, you know, you have things in common with and which in both of our jobs – for the most part, the, we don't interact with people that enjoy the same things we do. Rarely. So it's it's kind of weird, you know, you, you, especially I always try to take an extra day and I didn't this time because yeah, I didn't yeah. have a choice. I had to go back to work on Monday and I didn't have that buffer that was Me like either. thrown right back into it. And I literally, because of, because of what my job is, my brain has to work a completely different way than when I'm doing convention stuff. So I had to, it was like, it was like a door was slammed. In my face. Like just a wham! Now I'm back right back to it. So it took me a while to kind of adjust to that. And then I only, luckily, I only had three days to work. And then so last night I sat down and I wrote that blog. And it was so weird. Everything just came rushing back so fast that I could barely keep up you know, as I typed and then I, I wanted to put some photos and stuff with it. And I started looking back at photos and I started getting sad. And then you're
2: like, (laughs) and this is sad because Dave has all the good photos. And so we were just looking at like the B roll and you're like,
1: damn it. Yeah. And he has all the video and the the audio. And yet it was
2: still enough to make you like,
1: Oh yeah. Well, and it's just like, I I wish, you know, and I know I've said this before and it sounds corny as fuck, but like, I wish that I could do that for a living, cover conventions for a living. Like there are so many people in this world that get to do what they love for a living. That, that would be amazing.
2: Well, and there's no shortage. There are conventions going on year round. Oh, I mean everywhere. they travel, so yeah,
1: it well, would be So much so that uh Walker Stalker stole uh was it Chad no not Chad Love, uh 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 Tyrese.
2: Um. Yeah, Chad Coleman. Chad Coleman. Yeah, he and, was supposed to it was, be. It was love. Uh, Travis Love. Travis Love. Yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, this name's not Oscar, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
1: yeah. so, uh, Chad Coleman. Yeah. He, uh, they stole him from the Kansas City convention that he was supposed to be at. That he was on had. their
2: docket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yet here he was. Yep.
1: And, and it's like, oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's always conventions going on. I mean, and you watch people on Facebook. Like, there's Dallas, uh, New Orleans. I mean, there's conventions fucking everywhere. So yeah. to... Could you imagine if that was your job?
2: I would love it. Yeah, just love go, it. just
1: go cover conventions, or be like a professional moderator of panels. Yeah, you know, like I, or hate,
2: even like for someone, if you were a photographer, to be their sta- stock photographer, their staffer.
1: That oh, you mean that does like the photo ops, or even that just
2: takes, movie. or no, no, the one that takes all the oh, photos right. to promote the convention, like right, right. panels, yeah. celebrities, cosplayers. Yeah. Everything. I
1: would want nothing to do with being their photo op. No, that'd be a boring job. But not yeah. only boring, but it would be fucking. It would be very stressful. Cause people want their photo op pictures now and if something breaks down or, 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 you know, like, Oh fuck. I just, to me, it seems like you would constantly be like tense mm-hmm. all the time. and I wouldn't want nothing to do with that, but running around and grabbing photos. And I mean, if that's your job and that's the other thing too, if you're doing conventions across the country, you're doing one a month, it, it, you'd be able to calm down a little bit. Like for me going as media, it's twofold. So like. I'm trying to cover the convention, but at the same time, it's shit that I want to see. So sometimes I'll find myself standing there with my camera in my hand watching a panel. And, and you're like, like, wait, I'm supposed to cover this. I should really be taking pictures right now because that's why I'm here. Like, that's why they give me a free pass, is to cover their convention, push it out. And then we tried a new thing this year where we actually pushed out content during the convention, which is something that we're going to continue to do. But it being the first year, it was fucking tricky
2: yeah we gotta iron the kinks
1: out yeah and 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 you know we put out those those short casts which uh were basically more or less just teasers i would actually like them to have substance next time you know like hey these are the things this is what happened and then if worse comes worse we can always cut them together into one long cast if we want at the end but um it was just kind of nice to have something to put out you know i tried to live tweet as much as possible that's tricky because you're trying to walk (laughs) yeah yeah um, yeah. i wish i would have taken more pictures with my with my uh, cell phone you know, when live tweets, so the pictures like, "Hey, this is going on. This is what, um, you know, it's stuff like that." But it, it's just, I'm really looking forward to doing more of it in the future. Whether or not, you know, I mean, we've had our, we've had our hearts broken before, yeah. you know. So hopefully, that won't be the case with Walker Stalker because we enjoyed it so much, and and I feel a kinship with them because we started in the same place. Which is why it's just so amazing to me to see what they've done and what they've accomplished. I, I can't wait to talk to. Well, this guy,
2: I, we just need to rebrand ourselves, Walker stalkers Stocker stalkers.
1: <laughs> quite possibly, <laughs> I see them, and I may, maybe I'm wrong, but I see them expanding quite a bit.
2: Oh, I would think um, so
1: in the future uh, into a, a, a more more of a a pop culture convention. Than just
2: well, and when and when they do that, like you said, they could simply just start calling it like StalkerCon, right? Like when it no longer applies to just The Walking Dead, right? Just
1: StalkerCon, right, right? All the things you're obsessed with, and, and that'd be a great tagline, StalkerCon, all the things you're obsessed with, and more.
2: Yeah, they come have one in Iowa and they call it Cornstalk,
0: Cornstalker.
1: <laughs> 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 There'll never be a convention in Iowa. Don't. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Uh, aside from Anime Iowa, who got...
0: boo. <laughs>
1: <Cornstalkers>. <laughs> so, I mean, that was our experience at Walker Stalker, uh, Chicago, 2014. I had a really good time. Um, would love to go back as media. I think it'd be a blast.
2: Yep. Uh, and I'm excited to get the rest of our media from Dave and get it, yeah cut together I, I want to
1: share with everyone our experience and, and do it in a, in a yeah this
2: podcast is far from the only coverage we're going to provide oh yeah, we yeah. got lots of stuff to show you
1: well we've got at least two things we're going to have we're going to have our misinterview cast it's going to cover any interviews we did at the convention and then we're also going to have um, well actually three things because depending on how long our interview goes with the walker stalkers um, that might be know, its own that, episode that might be its own and so we'll have, we'll have that we'll have our interview with the comic book man um, Ming Chen, Michael Zabick, Brian Johnson, and then we'll also have the video content, which some of the, there's overlap on some of that stuff. Obviously, that was that was actually a video interview, so depending yep. on how it cuts together, um, we may just do the audio, but it'd be nice to have the video too. And then we're also um, uh, putting together a promo uh, promo video for Walker Stalker Con that we we're just gonna give them, and like, hey guys, if you want to use this, it's yours. Um, just remember us next year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you have anything to add?
2: Yes, um, let's go to Boston. Let's go <laughs> to uh, Atlanta. Let's go to Paris.
1: Uh, we're not going to Paris. Oh. I wouldn't mind. I've never been to Boston. Me either. I uh, can't go to Atlanta, though. Uh, if I'm going to go to Atlanta, it's going to be for Dragon Con. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unless unless we could get on staff with Walker Stalker and they'd pay for our flight in the hotel. Right. right. And see, that's just the thing for me. I don't need to make money. I just want to break even. Yep. Like, I just want to not go in the hole covering these conventions. Because I have a real job. Like, I, that's the job that pays my bills. I would just like to be able to do this kind of shit to keep me sane. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And again, I can't, I can't thank uh, the guys at Walker Stalker enough, James and Eric, and then uh, their media coordinator, Michael. Like, you guys, like you really did it upright. I um, uh, would like to see a media room in the in the future. Um, maybe we just missed it, but it would have been nice to be able to touch base with Michael because I never met, I didn't meet him at the convention, um, I Have emailed back and forth. But I... If I could hit him with my truck, I'd have to check his ID to see who he was. <laughs> um, but I think that would be nice. Maybe even like a little media staging area would be kind of cool because it's nice to have uh, one place to go if you have any questions. Like, hey, um, hey, I forgot to request an interview with this person. I noticed their table isn't terribly busy. Could we maybe get one? You know, stuff right, like that. Things like that. Yeah. Um, and most conventions allow for that, so it'd be nice to have just an area a contact area, even if it's just staffed by a volunteer that can then in turn get a hold of Michael, for example.
0: Yeah,
1: that, that'd be great, you know, just somewhere, or just somewhere to get off your feet. Well, it would even be a
2: nice place to, to, to dump the bags or the rest of your gear that you're not using at that particular hour, like if you were right. going to do an interview with somebody specific, and you only right. needed three pieces of your, ten pieces of equipment that you brought, something like that.
1: Well, and what would be even greater would be, like, if there's a Wi-Fi hotspot in there that you can go in, you can upload stuff, you can dump things, you can leave a, a, a computer in there to... Go
2: push out, like, your short casts and yeah, everything you're yeah. doing. Yeah, Yeah, that, that would be it'd, awesome, it'd actually.
1: It'd be really, really cool. So, just, just an idea to throw out there, you know, obviously we don't know everything, but we've yeah. been to a lot of conventions you know so like we know what works we know what doesn't and and you guys are doing the vast majority of what you're doing works so don't get us wrong but it's just like there's always things that we'd like to see and try and uh we're selfish so anything yeah. that can help yes, us out yes. is better. but thank you for the opportunity of covering the show and uh you know thanks for legitimizing podcasting because a lot of conventions aren't anymore anyway. Truth. This has been episode 226 of Misformation Podcast, the Chicago Walker Stalker Con 2014 retrospective. With you, as always, I'm Zach. I'm
2: Eric. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you, hostile, you. you driving me crazy. You, hostile, you. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. Spoil my day, please my night. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please ruin my night. Now you, hostile you, hostile you, yeah, hostile you, hostile you. Hostile you. Hostile you.
1: Me. You can't just strictly suck stuff off.